Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Join with others in being imitators of me, brothers and sisters, and observe those who thus conduct themselves according to the model you have in us. For many, as I have often told you and now tell you even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we also await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will change our lowly body to conform with His glorified body by the power that enables Him also to bring all things into subjection to Himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord, beloved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. Glorify the Lord with me, let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy, and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress, he saved him. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for life eternal. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ saves us both in body and soul. He is giving us eternal life, both spiritual and physical. And he protects us from every danger. In fact, so great is his victory over the forces of evil and of death that even 
the reality of having to die still does not overcome that victory. He has literally transformed the entire reality of suffering and death into a path to Him. Notice what he says here. If you want to serve me, if you want to be considered a follower of Jesus Christ, if you want to be one of my disciples and servants, then you have to be where I am. In other words, you can't just say that you're following Christ and then be unwilling to suffer for Him and with Him. Today, the martyr that the church honors, and on the Feast of Martyrs, you know we wear red for the, the symbol of the shedding of blood, certainly was not afraid to follow Christ, certainly believed in this truth that He has transformed all suffering and death. This is Ignatius of Antioch. He was Bishop of Antioch, and he goes way back. He died, when he died, it was around the year 107 A.D. And so he was born around the year 50. He became a bishop. He is well known for the seven letters he wrote to various churches. These letters did not become part of the scriptures. They're not the inspired word of God. But they are a very important early Christian set of writings from someone who is considered an apostolic father, a father of the church. In fact, Ignatius was the first one to use the term Catholic Church, and he was referring to all Christians, the Catholic, the universal church of God, those that are following and are redeemed by Jesus Christ. The emperor Trajan visited Antioch and forced the Christians to either deny their faith or be killed. Of course, this martyr, this bishop, this saint, refused to deny Jesus Christ and gave his life as a result. He writes to Polycarp, the bishop of Smyrna, begging that the Christians in Rome not try to stop his martyrdom. Now, very much aware, no doubt, was he of what happened with Peter's interchange with Jesus. Ignatius was actually the second successor of St. Peter as bishop in Antioch. And you remember what Peter said, Lord, God forbid that this should happen to you when Jesus predicted his own martyrdom, his own crucifixion. Jesus rebuked Peter and said, you're thinking like human beings, not like God, and you're being a stumbling block to me. Get behind me, Satan, he said. Listen to what Antioch, uh, the, the bishop of Antioch, Ignatius, wrote. The only thing I ask of you is, allow me to offer the libation of my blood to God. I am the wheat of the Lord. Now this is invoking, of course, the gospel passage we just heard. A grain of wheat must fall to the ground and then it bears much fruit. He says, I am the wheat of the Lord. May I, uh, may I be ground by the teeth of the beasts to become the immaculate bread of Christ. In human terms, one might say he's crazy. 
But that's what the gospel does, is turns upside down the thinking of the world. Makes it unrecognizable. And so deep was the faith of Ignatius that he was able to say this. We're celebrating him in the year 2022. He died in the year 107. Where are his sufferings right now? And where is his glory? How long did his suffering last? How long is his glory lasting? This is the perspective that the saints have. Ignatius was also a very strong defender of the Eucharist. Listen to what he writes in his letter to the Romans. I have no taste for corruptible food nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. Notice he doesn't think of this just in terms of a spiritual or metaphorical sense of the bread of God. I mean, the word of God is also the bread of life, right? But Jesus promises something even more literal, and Ignatius is, is echoing it here. It is the flesh of Jesus Christ, who was the seed of David, and for drink I desire his blood, which is love incorruptible. And then he says in another letter to the Smyrnians, Take note of those who hold heterodox opinions on the grace of Jesus Christ, which has come to us, and see how contrary their opinions are to the mind of God. They abstain from the Eucharist and from prayer because they do not confess that the Eucharist is the flesh of our Savior Jesus Christ. We're about to celebrate the same Eucharist that Ignatius did. This is why it's the Catholic Church, truly universal around the world and across the ages. May this deep faith of Ignatius in the Church, in the passion of Christ, in the victory over death, in the reality of the Eucharist, and in the value of Love that gives its life for the other, may He inspire us today. May He inspire us as we build the culture of life. Because Ignatius could not have achieved what he did without that unshakable confidence in the victory of life over death. This is what we believe in as pro-life Christians. We work diligently for the protection of life for the very simple reason it has already triumphed over death. St. Ignatius, make us even more aware of this, even more self-giving for the unborn and for everyone, never denying the faith of the sacredness of their lives. St. Ignatius of Antioch, pray for us. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.